Why We Meditate. As a lifelong meditator, I love to hear people's experiences of how meditation has helped them. Here are a few such stories which, taken together, show a broad spectrum of benefits that meditation can bring. Recently, I was talking with a friend, the mother of three children under the age of six, who has begun meditating during the past year. She told me, quote, Meditation is helping me be a better parent. I'm much calmer when dealing with my three rambunctious kids. I find I'm not reacting as much as I used to, but stay relaxed no matter what's going on. And I'm able to be stronger in myself and not waver when disciplining them or setting boundaries. All this is really having a positive effect on my kids as well. End quote. Last year, a young doctor from Delhi told us about the tremendous challenges he and his hospital staff faced during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in India. Quote, At a certain point, we had run out of all supplies, medicine, oxygen, and hospital beds, and were even putting critically ill patients on the floor in the hallways. All we could essentially do was to comfort people as they died. One day, after working long hours and witnessing many deaths, I was returning home filled with exhaustion and despair. I can't go on like this, I thought to myself. Then I saw a poster announcing a meditation class at an Ananda Center near my apartment. I don't know why, but I signed up and began learning the techniques. Almost immediately, I started to feel inwardly strengthened and renewed. I know it was meditation that gave me the ability to keep going during those difficult times. I've continued with my practice and recently received Kriya initiation. End quote. Once, one of Ananda's senior teachers in India was giving an introductory talk for a course on meditation. After he had finished speaking, the attendees asked a lot of perceptive, interested questions. Then one man stood up and rather defiantly asked, You've been meditating for many years. Do you have any spiritual powers? The teacher paused, then replied quietly, No, I can't say that I have any powers. A general sigh of disappointment could be heard throughout the room. Then he continued, Oh, but I do have one. I have the power to be happy at will. Another sigh moved through the audience, this time one of appreciation. The teacher concluded with a twinkle in his eye, I don't always use this power, but it's there if I so choose. Almost all of those present signed up for the course. In Autobiography of a Yogi, after his experience in cosmic consciousness, Yoganandaji asked his guru, Sri Teshwar, When shall I find God? Sri Teshwar replied, You have found him. Oh, no, sir, I don't think so. Sri Teshwar went on to say, quote, I see that you are imagining that the possession of miraculous powers is knowledge of God. One might have the whole universe and find the Lord elusive still. Spiritual advancement is not measured by one's outward powers, but only by the depth of his bliss in meditation. 
God is ever new joy. He is inexhaustible. As you continue your meditations during the years, he will beguile you with infinite ingenuity. End quote. The benefits of meditation are there to be had by everyone to deal better with life's demands and to help others around us, to find inner strength and balance when faced with seemingly overwhelming tests, to discover one's own ability to be happy under all circumstances, and to find the ever-new joy of God. It's our job to keep meditating, even when our energy flags or when we begin to wonder if we're making any spiritual progress. Yoganandaji, Swami Kriyananda wrote, would often tell his disciples, quote, If you plant a seed, then keep digging it up to see how it is doing, it will never be able to grow. You must leave it in the ground and water it daily. Then it will surely grow in its own time. So also with the path to meditation. Plant the seed of divine aspiration. Don't dig it up constantly to see how it is doing, but water it daily with meditation and divine actions. See also that you surround it with a protective hedge of good company. In time, your little seed will grow into a mighty tree of self-realization, affording shade and shelter to every passing wayfarer. End quote. In joyful friendship, Nayaswami Devi. Well, friends, it was fun to share these stories, and there are so many more that we've heard over the years of how meditation has benefited people's lives, of the miracles that it happened have happened in times of need. And I probably don't need to convince you of the importance of meditating, but just remember that consistency and regular practice are really the keys to spiritual progress. And the benefits are there, even if we don't necessarily see them. On some level of our being, we recognize them, we experience them in greater all the things we shared, in calmness, in being able to deal with big tests, in being able to be of strength and comfort and offer wisdom to other people, and to find the source of happiness within ourselves no matter what. There's a beautiful quote from the Bible in which Jesus Christ says, The harvest is indeed plenteous, but the laborers are few. And the uh, deeper interpretation of that passage is, the harvest of the spiritual life is plenteous, it's rich, it's varied, it's abundant, it's, it will fulfill all of our needs and desires and expectations. But the laborers, though who, those who try to dedicate their lives to higher principles, to discipline their mind and their actions, those are few. And so just as Yogananda was saying in that last passage we quoted, let the little seed grow. Let the seed of our meditation plant it, water it daily, protect it from worldly influences. And in time, we too will experience that plenteous harvest. 
And, you know, it's, I, over time, I appreciate more and more the, I have, I should say, I get a little glimpse of the a magnitude of what Yogananda's mission was to the West and by extension to the world, to awaken people to their own highest potential. And that's what we need to understand that the spiritual life is. It's not necessarily austerity or giving up this or that or rules or, uh, I don't know, just self-definitions. The spiritual life is simply finding our own highest potential. And that means the ability, all the things we talked about, but more, we could maybe encapsulate them all in just saying, finding out who we really are. We're not this body. This body ages and goes, becomes sick and goes through changes and gets tired. We're not this personality. Our personality changes, and sometimes we're having a good day, and sometimes we're having a bad day, and neither one of those define who we are. We are the soul, and what meditation helps us to do is awaken to that self-identity, self-realization. I am the soul, untouched by the body or personality or the mind, and this is the this is the harvest that Jesus spoke about the plenteous harvest simply to awaken to our soul nature and to live in that nature, which is one of peace and harmony, divine love and joy throughout every moment of our life. God bless you.